We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in to another episode of The Pod is the Roof, the Field of 68's very own UNC basketball podcast. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Riley Davis. And of course, it's me, JK, Jacob Karabatsis, as always. What a weekend, man. Um, UNC continues to thrash the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, my co-host is hype because we are recording this on Tuesday and his Tampa Bay Buccaneers absolutely demolished the Philadelphia Eagles last night. So I might have to let him get, get about a minute of thoughts off on that. But before we get into anything, man, got to give a shout out to you guys on the YouTube, on the pod feed. Y'all are going crazy, man. The support has been absolutely fantastic Keep the comments coming, keep the likes coming, keep the views coming. We're trying to be entertaining for y'all, man. Give y'all our UNC thoughts all the time. You know, it's it's great though. You guys are you guys are really coming in hard these last few episodes, making me and Riley feel good, man. I so, agree. Uh, yeah, I agree. It was it's cool seeing we've hit over a thousand views on YouTube on the last two videos. Let's try to make it three in a row. Keep sharing it. Keep subscribing. Um, and Twitter Twitter following's growing as well. I think we're we're a ways away from our goal of a thousand on the season, a thousand followers on the Twitter Twitter account. But hey, little step every time, uh, little step day by day. As as Roy Williams always says, Rome wasn't built in a day, but it was worked on every day. So, you know, we appreciate all the fan support, appreciate all the positive feedback we've been getting. So, and keep tuning in; it helps us out a lot. Yeah, it does, and you know, we love doing it. Um, and also, you really want to stay tuned because here soon. We'll be having a mid-season mailbag, so get active with questions because we'll be ready to answer every single one of them. But before we get into everything, do you have any? I'll give you your 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 one shining moment of of grace. Do you have any Bucks thoughts that you would like to get off right quick? I do. For one, <laughs> as uh, those who are watching the the YouTube or the Twitter stream, I'm rocking a Levante David jersey. And you can tell from the logo on the top, this was, I got this jersey pre the alarm clock numbers jerseys that were so hideous before the Bucks went back to this current, like the current uniform they have with some slight tweaks on it. 
And I'm just going to say Levante David has been the most slept on linebacker for the better part of a decade. The man is in his mid thirties, still playing at an all pro level. He had a couple huge tackles for losses against the Eagles last night. The defense, you know, my, my one concern there, they need to blitz to get pressure. They're, they weren't really able to pressure hurts on the four man front. Uh, but at the same time, they all look so connected. They're hyping each other up on the sidelines. Baker is, I mean, again, with the caveat, it's a, it was a Matt Patricia coach defense for the Eagles, but Baker was just, he was slinging the rock. He's playing great ball right now. Looked way different than he did the final two weeks of the season when it was clear he had an injury. So I, I'm excited to have a, the heels demolition of Syracuse plus the Bucks blowing out the Eagles. It, it made for quite the weekend for me. Uh, shout out to the Meek, the, the Meek Mill meme. That's kind of hard to say. Meek Mill meme. I used to pray for times like this. Because that's how I feel right now. We got Carolina top five team projected as a one seed in a lot of brackets on bracket matrix. My bucks are in the second round of the playoffs. Get a good team, but a beatable team in the Lions this upcoming weekend. Yes, I used to pray for times like this. Hey, listen, man. As a as a Patriots fan, um I understand because now I'm in the down bad phase of my fandom. So I've been up. Now I've been down and, you know, while we're on the topic of what we're wearing, I always wear UNC gear. If you watch the UNC feed, you know that. But today we had to switch it up and rock some Celtics gear. You know, my, my guys are 31 and nine. We're cooking. So, all right, it's it's time to get into our guys, man, because it it just continues to get more and more astonishing. Actually, I lied. It's to the point where I'm not even astonished anymore. I just kind of expect this to happen, which is a dangerous, dangerous road to start traveling down. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so 103 to 67 against Syracuse. It was an absolute bloodbath. I mean, it it was there was never a point in time where the game was close. Um, so 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 many great things like. Um, shout out to the W's off the bench, the Withers and Washington connection. Absolutely elite. Um, Hubert, I, I knew we meant business when the game was seven to three and Hubert started pressing. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, so he's trying to get out of here early today. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then for the students, you, you got some biscuits, man. So you, it's always a good day when you get some biscuits, but I mean, gosh, I don't even know where to start here. So I'll let you start like what? Not even just this game, like just this team in general, dude. Like, like, what are the what are the takeaways right now? The biggest thing that I'm coming back taking away from this game after after watching it this past Saturday is, I'm sure UNC is going to lose a dumb game sooner sooner or later. That happens in conference play. We're not going to panic when it happens. Uh, shout out to Field of Sixty Eight. Meet meet. I'm stumbling over my words today. I'm too excited. Shout out to the Field of 68 social media team because we will not be concerned about the heels when they when they drop a dumb game. There will be no concerns. Uh, but at right now, it seems like th- this team is not having any letdowns, which I think is huge. Like you look at three straight road games, 
three straight double digit wins. And it was sort of cap, uh, it sort of culminated with that road win at NC State. They turned around a few days later, coming off of a rivalry game, coming off of the high of just dismantling the Wolfpack in their own building. And they they don't even let Syracuse get to like the the under 12 or the under eight timeout with any hope. I, I looked away, full disclosure, I looked away from my TV for two minutes. I had something going on. I think it was like 28 to 16. I came back, it was 34 to 16. And it's like, that snowballed quickly. Like when you see a team in the 30s, compared to a team in the teens there's just something mentally where where it it starts to feel like it's over uh i love that in the second half too you know syracuse i think had a little eight no run to cut the lead to 15 and carolina responded with a 21 to 4 run and it seems like this team spurred ability really on both ends of the floor whether it's first forcing turnovers getting out and running or just whether it's R.J. Davis or Harrison Ingram or even Armando uh, getting some buckets down low, they're able to put up points in a hurry. It's so fun to watch. It feels like a very complete team, and it just is they have far exceeded any expectations I've had already, and it's only mid-January. Yeah, I mean, I've got some, I guess some people would call them even crazier thoughts that I'm going to talk about later about this. Um because I'm not so sure that we've even seen the best version yet, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, you already know I just have to give a shout-out to our boy Jalen Withers, man. I mean, he he actually had, like, a really, really, really good game. Like, 14 minutes, 10-6-1, and one, four of five. He still didn't – he didn't take a three. He still hasn't mm-hmm. – he still didn't hit one. But, like – if we can just get that type of little 12 to 14 minute stretch from him or Washington on a nightly basis, like I feel, I feel really good about things. Um, RJ, of course, doing RJ things, but this is the question I want to ask you is like, is it not scary to you that they're doing this and scoring 103 points while like shooting very underwhelming numbers from the field? Yeah, I think I want to say they might've been at 49% for the game. Uh, shout out to both of our dogs right now on the YouTube stream. The dogs are the roof. Uh, <laughs> for those watching, you're getting some some live looks at both my dog and JK's dog at the same time. One yes, and my show. dog is an old lady, so she has to be picked <laughs> up to get let down from my bed. <laughs> Mine is a uh, a spry. He's three, but he still has puppy energy. It's very frustrating sometimes. I really hey man, it's, crazy. it's it's no coincidence. They're pulling up, and we're talking about UNC, and UNC is a bunch of dogs. So, I mean, there's no coincidence here. At the same time, I just adjusted my camera so you can see. he may He's a bully breed of some sorts, but <laughs> this man loves cuddling up to blankets. That's really all he wants in life is, is every blanket in the household. Uh, but anyway, so th- this team, yeah, like you said, I think they shot 49% from the field um, on the game, and we're like, I think 27% from three. Uh, on an off shooting night to be able to put up 103 points is insane. It shows how well they attack the basket, how well they get to the line. Um, RJ f- actually gets foul calls at home, which helps. He doesn't get them on the road, which is really frustrating. But yeah, that I, I think that gets into a little bit about what you're saying is as well as this team is playing where they're ranked fourth in the AP poll, they're fifth on Kim Palm. Uh, I mentioned it earlier, but a bunch of brackets that you'll see on bracket matrix are projecting the heels as a number one seed. There still might be another level. They haven't hit if they can string together some consecutive performances where, you know, RJ Ingram and Cormac are all hitting threes and, you know, maybe Seth hits a couple hits one or two off the bench. Washington can get you one off the bench. Um, Yeah. Any, any combination of like, four 
even five of those guys hitting threes collectively uh, it could be scary hours, as the kids say. Yeah, so that's kind of – that's where I'm at on it. It's like, all right, we know what RJ is going to do on a nightly basis. We pretty much know what Ingram's going to do on a nightly basis. I mean mm-hmm. – and this dude's probably going to be like top five in the ACC and double doubles at this point. I mean, he's just an absolute animal on the glass, which I like because that alleviates pressure from the last guy who we know what they're going to do, which is Armando. So then you look at the rest, like Cormac has yet to hit his shooting stride. And I'm actually kind of happy he hasn't because if it can hold off a couple more weeks, if he can actually get hot in like February and lead that into the conference tournament, into the NCAA tournament, it's going to come because like the dude can shoot the basketball. He's just going through a slump right now. And I like that he doesn't let him get the bad shooting out of his game. Like he still attacks. He still plays really hard defense, but I'm, I'm mm-hmm. telling you there's going to be that stretch where he shoots at an insane clip. Then you got Kado who, as we know, is just going to get better and better and better and better. He's nowhere near where he's going to be by conference tournament time. Like Mm -hmm. he's going to continue to improve and to become a true lead guard as he gets older, as he gets more mature, as he gets more minutes. And it's that simple. Then I'll look at the rest. Like we finally got a game from like the Washington withers, duo if one of them can just give us a good 10 to 14 minutes every game like that unlocks a whole new layer and then obviously Trimble's been great um he's not going to put up crazy score numbers but we know what he's going to do every night he's going to come in and compete he's going to attack I I just think there's still some things that haven't even happened for this team yet and I also think that the ACC is really bad so there's going to be some there's going to be some times that we get to experiment and I'm just, man, like, like when is the last time, I guess the last time the vibes were this high at this point of a season would probably be the redemption year, I guess. Um, just cause we kind of knew that team was, was going to take care of business in some capacity, mm-hmm. but it just, you know, even, even the final four team from, two years ago you look at that team in january the vibes were not high so (laughs) i mean how does it how does it feel for you to just to just be at that point where i think this is the you might know the answer to this i saw a tweet about it and i can't remember this is like the highest unc's been ranked in january since i want to say either 16 or 17 Probably 16. I want to say 16. They, gosh, Carolina might have started like 8-0 and or 10-0 and or something in conference play in 16. I know this is the first time they've been 5-0 and in ACC play since that season, but because that was a team that started out preseason one um, and really was pretty dominant in conference play. So, yeah, it, uh, I would guess it's the highest they've been ranked since then. Um, and, again, I just keep going back to the fact, like, if you had told me even in September uh, – <laughs> Even in November, after those first three bye games that we we saw Carolina win, but it was like, okay, they look better. The ball movement's better. Offense looks more cohesive. Defense is still figuring it out. If you had told me then that, you know, two months later, 
Carolina would be a projected one seed, I still would have been in disbelief. Like I, I still just didn't see a path to this this high of a ranking, this high of a ceiling, um, to where they are legit national title contenders. And beyond that, I, I love that they're playing such good defense that they're taking care of the glass as well. After that was sort of the the bugaboo to start the year. But at the same time, like the the offense is still really fun to watch. Like that, I mean, everybody saw the highlight of the Cadeau to RJ cutting on the baseline to the pass Armando for the dunk. And then you had RJ throwing the lob to Jalen Withers, like all those types of plays that are just exciting basketball. Um, I think there was another one where Cadeau pushed the tempo, had like a really nice almost full court pass to maybe Ingram or Cormac. It might have been no, it was Trimble. And then Trimble found uh Jalen Washington sort of at the elbow and he took one dribble and hit Ingram in the corner for three. Like that's the type of ball movement that I don't I can't, like UNC hasn't really shined just letting the ball spray around like that since probably the 2019 season. And um, it's just, it's a great place to be when your team is getting national headlines as a fan, you know, you want the team to stay hungry, but getting national headlines, national rankings, and you have the metrics to back it up, and it's fun to watch. Like it's 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 just it's unbeatable, especially when the weather sucks. <laughs> it's like yeah, rainy and dreary it's... in North Carolina, but at least we have a good basketball team. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. As you guys know by now, we've partnered 
with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for the listeners and the viewers of the Field of 68 each and every week of the college basketball season. We have a special offer that will be available starting on Tuesday, January 9th, and running through Monday, February 12th, the morning after Super Bowl 58. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, in honor of the big game, you can use the bonus code FIELD158 and you'll get $158 in free bets on your first wager with BetMGM, regardless of whether or not you win that first bet. Here's how you make it work. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD158. Deposit at least $5 and place your first wager on any game. You'll receive $158 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your bet. Just make sure that you use that bonus code FIELD158 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly, which happens quite a bit. When you cross state borders, you just log into your existing account and fire away. You don't have to create separate accounts in each state. It's easy, it's simple, it's clean. And most importantly, we have some fun stuff coming up for the heart of the college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops, odd boosts, and my favorite, a nice juicy parlay boost. So download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Field 158. Very true. And it's also like (laughs) it feels good because, listen, man. Let's just go ahead and call it how it is. It just feels good to to be able to slap the media in the face like that because like it took y'all so long to to jump on this train. Like it was nothing but like disrespect and, and question marks. And I don't know if it's PTSD from last year, you know, or you guys are just haters. I really don't know. I really don't know what it is, but I mean, dude, like, I'm not saying that that Riley and I were sitting here saying, oh, my God, UNC is top four good. We didn't say that, but we did try to tell you all they were a good team that was a probably a top 10 to 15 team. Like, it, the roster was always there, and, you know, I, I get the questions, and I understand the ACC hasn't looked great. However, what I do like about this is this January ACC schedule grueling in terms of opponents? No, but what is grueling is that six of the nine games are on the road. So, you know, let's just keep the same energy. You know, Riley said it last week. If we if we go and win all these games on the road, I don't want to hear anything because every time Purdue or whoever loses on the road, it's always Marquette. like... Marquette. Marquette's oh, always losing on the road. Oh, dude. And then it's always like, oh, dude, nobody wants to go play in Iowa. Like, oh, my God, (laughs) shut up. Not every place is a freaking, you know, when someone goes and loses at like the rack to Rutgers, fine. I get it. But not every freaking home stadium is a gauntlet, dude. Even that, like, come on, Rutgers has been relevant in basketball for like five years tops. And even in that stretch, it's like, okay, cool. Y'all made a couple and this is not a knock, knock on Rutgers. I don't need the, the New Jersey faithful coming after me. <laughs> but I'm like, let's stop acting like all these places are so tough to win when you're a good team. I know Nebraska is good. I think it, Purdue like, is awesome. But still, I'm like, it's not like Nebraska is the toughest place in the world to play. Yeah, and it, it's, you know, that, that's just my thing, man. It, it's obviously hard to win on the road, but we cannot pick and choose 
who we get to say it's hard for and who it isn't. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, we get Louisville at home. Uh, at the time this releases, it will be tomorrow. So we get Louisville at home. And then it's straight to Boston College, which, you know, probably should still be a pretty sizable win. Then you get Wake at home. Then you're at FSU and at Georgia Tech, which is a Georgia Tech team that's given Duke fits twice. So, I mean, like, I'm just glad they're getting these reps in because they – that was that was my one concern after non conference. They hadn't really played mm-hmm. a road game. Um, but after what you've seen, even even though it's been against opponents who aren't necessarily the greatest, like, do you have any fear about this team playing in a hostile environment whatsoever? As I look at this road schedule, um, coming up, I mean, there's there is a chance UNC could lose to any three of those teams. Boston College, Florida State, Georgia Tech, just because, like I said at the start of the show, they're due to have a letdown eventually. They're due to blow a dumb game because it's still a college basketball. Like, that happens. Yeah. Um, personally, I'm not going to be worried unless it strings to, like, two or three losses. Um, again, that's just kind of what you expect when you're a college hoops fan. Uh, I don't think, like, honestly, I think they should take care of business against Boston College. Florida State scares me a little bit just because of the length they have, and they've been playing better recently. Georgia Tech on paper should be an easy dub, but Carolina hasn't fared well in Atlanta. And the fact that this team, I mean, they've lost five in a row, but they they kind of have some hoopers. Like, I think Kawasi Reeves is a decent wing. I think Miles Kelly is one of the, the better players in the conference that no one knows about. He's sort of having a down year, but Bain Adongo is a big-time athlete down low. Like, they they have pieces. They're just ridiculously inconsistent and haven't exactly been able to, you know, build off the momentum they had from beating Mississippi state and Duke back in late November, early December. Yeah. It's, I just think that, you know, it's going to really make me mad. I know they're going to drop one. Like I'm just, it's inevitable. Like you said, you know, they're not going to finish. They're not going to finish the year with three losses or anything like that. I mean, that's just, Mm -hmm. Not even possible. They're going to probably, they'll probably split with Duke and then they'll probably drop about three games that they shouldn't, but it's okay. Like, we won't panic. But what's going to really, really, really make me mad is the fact that when UNC loses, they're going to drop like 10 spots. And when someone else loses, like Purdue loses to Nebraska and then they get a bounce back win over a really bad team and it's like oh they only moved down one spot (laughs) it's like oh man you if unc loses and you like i promise you you can quote me on this if unc loses to boston college in chestnut hill it will not matter what they do to louisville they will go from like fourth to like 12th 100 percent it's so I don't annoying. think they'll drop out of the top 10. I don't think even as long as they don't go 0 and 2 this week, I don't think they'll drop out of the top 10. Uh, they might fall to like, yeah, 10th, 9th, or 10th. But yeah, I, I'm with you because Boston College is like kind of feisty. Um, they they have a really good big and Quentin Post. 
hopefully they still take care of business nonetheless. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm with you that it, it's sort of been hard to see. I, I know I mentioned Marquette, Marquette just a second ago, who seems like they've lost anybody with a pulse this past month and they're still ranked like 17th or 18th. And my mind just goes back to last year when Carolina dropped four in a row and it was like, okay, we never want to see them again. And granted that team was not very good. They had plenty of chances to get right, but, but maybe it would have like, at one point UNC last year was 15 and six and was unranked and you know, maybe they get a little more confidence if they just see a number by their name and some things changes. Who knows? That that team could have just had so many roster construction laws that it didn't matter. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I kind of like this though. I, I want Carolina to have this chip on the shoulder as like maybe maybe we are the chip on the shoulder blue blood. Maybe that's just yeah. who we're destined to be because we got yeah. some dogs. It's definitely not UCLA. Tell you that. Um, yeah, we, I think, I think that's what I like though. Like the team chemistry is super high. First off, like you see clips every week of something about these guys doing something together, doing something in warmups, doing something on the bench. Like the chemistry of this team is no joke. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I genuinely think that the only reason a lot of people aren't higher on them is because we don't like truthfully we don't have as much talent as other teams like we have a lot of talent you know you put us up next to Kentucky though Kentucky's way more talented mm-hmm. but you know i think this happens every year you know people really 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 rate the talent and talent just doesn't win you a national title it, like if talent won you a national title, Kentucky and Duke would be alternating every year. Mm-hmm. And that's just that's just how it goes. I mean, I will say of the games coming up this month, though, I think the one that scares me most is at Florida State because of what happened last time. And I'm like, if that happens again, are we going to be able to pull that out? I mean, mm-hmm. plus they're probably going to be a little pissed off because of the lead they blew against us last time. That's a scary one. Um I also think at Miami is like a trap, scary one. Um, mm-hmm. At Syracuse always feels like a scary one. Don't there's just nothing you can do about it. And then, like you said, at Virginia, that's just that's hell for UNC. I mean, and then the way we end it, obviously you're you're concerned to go play at Cameron, but that's really the only like the games I'm circling is at Miami at Q's, at Virginia, at Florida State, at Duke. Like, mm-hmm. that's the ones I'm concerned about. Um, How you, many road games your, is that? That's – that is – so, in February, at Miami, at Syracuse, at Virginia, um, that's our only three road games. Mm-hmm. And then in January, at Florida State – we also have at Boston College and at Georgia Tech. And then after that, at Duke in March is our final yeah. final road game. So, I mean, I kind of like that we're getting all the road ones out of the way early here. I mean, mm-hmm. we got a couple big road ones in February, like I said. But, you know, you look at your last 10 conference games, you've only got to play four on the road. So mm-hmm. you get to finish with six at home. So, I mean, that's that's pretty favorable. Like, uh, mm-hmm. of those matchups, what's, like, the two that just scare you the most? We will exclude Duke because that's an obvious, like, you don't want to go play at Cameron. Right. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, hmm. I mean, Virginia is so bad. Like you said, I can't remember the last time Carolina won at JPJ, though. Uh, I feel like just the the fact, like the the history there has to be taken into consideration. Um, and probably at Miami again. I know Miami just lost to Louisville. They've sort of faltered recently, uh, but they bounced back with a big road win on Virginia Tech. I'm really glad Carolina doesn't have to go play there. That place is always really tough to win. Um, and I think just you know that's the type of game where Miami will probably need to beat UNC for its tournament tournament resume. And the fact that they have guards who can take over a game, um, even though UNC does as well, I, I think those are probably the two. Yeah, Miami, because they'll need it for their resume and the guard factor. And even though Virginia's terrible, like I truly think they're a bad basketball team. It's still JPJ, and they're not completely off the bubble yet either. Maybe they're able to summon up something. But I think with, you know, Hubert Davis so far has had Tony Bennett's number. I think he's three and one against him. Um, hopefully that that gets to to four and one. But it's yeah, it's kind of it's it's any any year where you just get virginia on the road i don't think we get them at home it's Uh -uh. it's tough it's very tough i mean that's honestly the only reason i'm scared of miami too when you have guards that can score like we've seen it time and time again in college basketball when you have guards that can score it kind of like trumps everything else like you Mm -hmm. can win if you have guards that, that can score and yeah i mean they've had some bad losses but I, they'll probably still be a tournament team if I had to guess. Um, so it's going to be scary. Uh, we we won't this this next thing before we get into our uh, final segment here. We play Louisville tomorrow. Um, I really don't want to spend too much time on it because Louisville. I think anyone who watches college basketball kind of knows the vibes around that program. Um, we don't have to go in depth, you know. Just a couple thoughts and what's your prediction for tomorrow's game? Like like what's the what's the result where you'd walk away like not that impressed? Uh if Carolina doesn't cover. Like anything less than a well, I shouldn't say that. Kim Palm has a spread at UNC minus twenty three. Anything less than a twenty point win, it would be a little bit disappointing. Louisville's played a little bit better as late as of late. They almost got a win over NC State, but like NC State was up, I want to say 13 with a minute and a half, two minutes left, and Louisville hit some big shots to get back in it, make it look a little more respectable. But of course, the Miami win. But then again, they lost by double digits at Virginia. They lost by double digits at home to Pitt. They 
lost by 21 at home to Kentucky. It's not a good basketball team, and it's going to be a 9 o'clock game in Chapel Hill where students have had all day, like all afternoon into the evening to tailgate. Um, true First true night game at the Dean Dome since December 29th with students back. Like It's going to be an electric atmosphere. I'll be in the building. I, yeah, Carolinas should win and win easily. Yeah, that's um, that's where I'm at, man. If if it's, you know, I'm not going to be too picky, but if it's anything less than twenty, I'll be. I mean, this team got this team lost by twenty five points to Virginia, who we were just talking about is awful. Um, <laughs> I fully expect something crazy to happen, like. You know, like Sky Clark's going to have like a coming out party or something like that. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. But, I mean, dude, there's just no way UNC should not win this game. Like, it, it should honestly be similar to the Syracuse game in that we should pretty much be able to get to the basket and score whenever, and they should not be able to score. I mean, there's mm-hmm. with how well our defense is played, I don't see any reason Louisville should score more than 60. Like yeah. I genuinely don't. Uh, their, their offense is better than it was last year. Their defense, eh, they're, they're up a hundred spots in Kim Palm from where they were last year. The only problem was they were 290th in Kim Palm last year. Like their defense is still really bad. They don't have any shooting. Their guard play is questionable. Um, and they still turn the ball over a lot. Not as bad as last year, but they they will they will give you the ball. And considering Carolina just turned Syracuse over a season high, or excuse me, second uh, tied for the second second highest on the season with seventeen turnovers, like they should be able to to pressure this Louisville team and get some easy buckets on runouts and on the break and everything. Yeah, it should. Th- this should definitely be another game where, like, if Hubert really wants to take care of business early, throw an early press at him like you did Syracuse because. Yeah. You throw an early press at them, you might go on a little 10 to 12 0 run. Um, but yeah, I mean nonetheless, it's it's exciting times, man. Like there's nothing you could say to bring me and Riley's Carolina basketball high down. Okay. We are we are on cloud nine. Like you and you gotta give us obviously if you're listening to this, you're probably with us because you're probably a UNC basketball guy or girl. But um listen. After you have a season like we had last year, to come back and get this when you changed the roster and we had a lot of questions and we didn't really know about certain guys, it it just like amplifies the feeling even more. Like I Mm -hmm. probably wouldn't be as excited if UNC had a normal year last year. They lost in the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But to just have a historically bad season and then come back with this, it feels, it feels great. And that's kind of a perfect segue into the final segment. Y'all know us, man. We got to do our four corners. We're going to give two each, obviously to give a total of four. (laughs) What do we think are the four main reasons that UNC is capable of making a final four run. Um, I will let you choose. We can snake this. You can give your two, then I can give my two. However, you want to do it. I'm down with whatever. Let's let's snake it. I like snake that idea. It. I'll let you get the first pick. 
All right, this one should be quick. R.J. Davis. Yeah. Do, the, need I elaborate? That's <laughs> best, the easiest way to put it. Best guard in the country currently. I know I've cited Kim Palm a lot so far. I'm trying not to. I'm not like the biggest. Well, I just want to let it be known that I don't just. I don't think Kim Palm is always right. I think his models are very helpful though. So, uh, in this sense, I want to want to give a shout out because RJ is currently seventh in the Kim Palm Player of the Year rankings. Uh, scored over twenty a game ten times this season. Hit multiple threes in thirteen straight games, which is the second longest streak in team history. He's on another level right now, and he's the the main reason why UNC can win a national title. Yep, mine will also be simple. Reason number two: defense. Like our guy T. Hand said on After Dark last night, if this is truly who UNC is on the defensive end, then they are the team to beat. Now, will they be? I don't know. But if their defense is really this good, yes, 100%, they are a Final Four team. What's your next pick? Oh, man. See, this, this we could go so many ways here. Um, I'm trying to decide if I want to go like I'll tie this into I'll tie this into um into one one I guess category. I don't just want to say Harrison Ingram, although I give him a lot of the credit. I will say really good and cohesive transfer class. Because I will include Cormac in that. You know, mm-hmm. Withers has had his moments. Like, mm-hmm. the transfer portal was massive for us this year. Without Harrison Ingram and without Cormac, it's not the same, especially on the defensive side of the ball, especially in terms of the physicality. Um, and Ingram's obviously been, like, absolutely fantastic. I think, like I said earlier in the podcast, Cormac's going to get there. He's going to go on an insane shooting stretch. I mean, yeah, I think transfers is the second reason for me because without them, I just don't think the team would be the same. Mm-hmm. I'll build off that a little bit with my final one, and it's rebounding. Hinted at it earlier, played UNC for really the first 10 games or so this season. Now I think six straight games of out-rebounding their opponent. Uh, a lot of that ties into Harrison Ingram, who's just been an animal on the glass. But also Withers. I mean, I know we've sort of given him his flowers. He had six boards in 14 minutes, and um, he seems like he's coming up with way more 50-50 balls. Jalen Washington has all of a sudden like just gotten way tougher around the basket and and has I, – I, I don't know what happened, especially when he had that – I can't remember who he dunked on in the first half. Uh, like his play around the basket has been much improved over the past few weeks. So, um, yeah, I think rebound, rebounding, defense, guard play are – Kind of the three things that you need to win a title, UNC checks all box, all those boxes. Yep. And isn't that just absolutely crazy that we just named four things, four reasons why UNC can make a Final Four run. And not once did we have to say anything about like offense or crazy scoring. That's the part that hasn't even come for this group yet. And I don't like I like I said on the last episode. I genuinely just think this team is is different. Like, I think the way they win is different. I think their formula is different. Like, it's honestly a thing of beauty, man. I love being able to pull up to these games and know that even if we have an off night, we still have a chance. In years past, if we had off nights, you're, you pretty much know you're taking an L. But 
Yeah, I mean that's that's really it, man. Sh- should be a should be a fairly comfortable one tomorrow in the Dean Dome. Riley, any last thoughts before we leave? Besides, go Bucks. Mm, go Bucks. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm like, do I have anything bold to say? Not really. Other than UNC should be ranked third. I rank them third in my ranking. I think there's not a. I don't think Kansas is better than the Heels, but. You know, they have a good resume, so somewhat justified. But losing at UCF is pretty bad. Mm. Rank UNC top three. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Hashtag rank UNC in the top three. The disrespect is crazy. <laughs> Not only did you lose We're disrespected UCF, by a one-spot difference. Yeah, that's very – hey, <laughs> that one spot means a lot, man. Being able to say your top three – listen, top three gets a medal in the Olympics. Top four doesn't. That's all I'm saying. But um, Fair point. <laughs> um, this is my thing. Losing to UCF is horrible enough. And then it's like the committee freaks out and gives Kansas all this credit for a huge win at home at Oklahoma. Yeah, the game was in Charlotte, but how about beating Oklahoma on a neutral by like 20? Mm -hmm. So I don't know, man. It's annoying. But you know what else I have to say to that is if UNC just keeps winning, they'll get into that top three. So just let everyone else keep, keep folding around you, keep dropping stupid games. You stay focused on the task at hand. We'll be in that top three. I trust this group. I love this group. Cannot wait to keep watching them. And that will do it for this episode of The Pod is the Roof. You already know we'll be back later this week. Um, Hopefully, Riley's Bucks can get it done. I have no dog in the fight anymore. My team is trash, and they have the number three overall pick. So we'll see you guys next time. Stay safe. Enjoy some heels hoops.